podcast i'm casey here with ian and uh davis is mia today he's finally getting circumcised <laughs> is he getting is he getting circumcised i thought he was having his foreskin reattached uh no he was circumcised and then he stretched it back out with ball bearings and then he got sick of it Ooh. he got sick of that stinky thing and he cut it off <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I want to get uncircumcised. I maybe just want to add a couple more holes. <laughs> I want like an upside down flute in like a fountain formation, you know, when I pee. So it just sings a tune. <laughs> I want to I want to ride down the street on a bike with no underwear on and just whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to jail. Straight to jail and then to the police station to file that list you'll be on. Everybody will want to see it. Oh, sure. <laughs> what song would it play? Whatever that song is that everybody learned on the recorder back in the day. Hot Cross Buns? <laughs> yeah, how's it go? Uh, I don't remember how I... I know it was one of the songs, though. That was like... That was like second tier. The uh, Mary had a little lamb was like the the first one you learned. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Mary had a little lamb is definitely on the the playlist. <laughs> like I'll have to ride with one hand so that I can, you know, so I can play the holes with the other. <laughs> play, play the holes. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. It's a skin flute. It's literally a, a skin flute. flute. Yeah, so that's what Davis is doing. Um, <laughs> oh, playing that skin flute? Yeah, playing that skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, so everybody's getting this brain-eating amoeba. Oh, Have you been reading about thing. this? No, I don't even like to know about that one. Because I feel so helpless to protect myself from it. I guess you just don't drink pond water. You don't get it in your nose. Ugh. Somebody uh, else got it, huh? Yeah, it's always been like down south in warm, warm bodies of water. Typically, I think warm rivers. Yeah. Some, some, uh, some chick just got it in Maryland. Ooh, that's some not river. south. In Maryland, no. That's basically, uh, you know. The same plane that we are. I like that. I get freaked out every because not that many people get it. When they first discovered it, it's been like probably less than three hundred people that have got it. Problem is, only three people have ever survived it. Yeah, it's a death sentence when you get it, pretty much, and it, you pretty much die before they even know what was wrong. Yeah, it's like you Some... the aftermath of like sifting through your 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 brain mucus. That's when they find it and be like, oh. That's what it was. Brain oh, yeah, amoeba. it's like, like CTE. But they, uh, yeah, they, uh, forgot where I was going with that. Brain took shit. Maybe I have it. Dude, you know what that reminds me of is that movie, The Bay. Dude, that movie's awesome. Oh, it's good, but it's terrifying. It yeah. grossed me out. It, like, that literally, that grossed me out. Well, yeah, because it's something that actually exists. They did a great job on that movie, having a an organism that does exist to this day. They used to be in Lake Superior, big sons of bitches, but I guess they're not in there anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah. Although I don't swim in Lake Superior because I like to breathe when I swim, and it's too <laughs> yeah. fucking cold. Hypothermia is no fun. That puts yeah. a damper on your summer day. It's. Yeah, if you if you haven't swam in Lake Superior, don't. It's the water never gets. What's the warmest the water gets? Like fifty, lower fifties. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine it gets much warmer than that. Maybe sixty degrees. It's. I could be totally wrong. It could be like seventy, and it just feels cold. I don't know. I I 
I want to say it stays in the 50s like 100% of the time. But, I mean, it is, it, it's painful. It hurts. And it's beautiful. That's the other thing, too, is, like, you're in the most scenic place ever. you got this beautiful, like, crystal, crystal clear water. Like, if it wasn't moving, you wouldn't even know it was there. It's so clear. And you just want to swim in it so bad, and then you get in, and it's, it's excruciating. It's horrible. <laughs> well, I guess the good part is that you're up in the UP, typically, if you're swimming in it, and it doesn't actually get that hot out there. Yeah, that's true. A lot of, a lot of flies. A lot of flies. If you want to escape the flies, you jump in the lake. I'd rather freeze in the lake than get bit by 800 black flies. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the Exorcist 2 up there. It, it, <laughs> it was funny. Like I was up in northern Wisconsin uh, about a month ago, I guess, and they were in the middle of a heat wave. It was like 82 degrees, <laughs> and everybody was just dying. And they were whining. Everywhere we went, they're like, Oh, it's so hot. Oh, it's just miserable out there. Can't even stand it. I just go into the AC and just, just hang out. I'm going to quit my job just to get out of it. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, man, you guys you guys don't know anything about heat. It gets, it, it's, it's literally, it's 105 at my house right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it gets, it's been way hotter than that this year. It's uh, it's all about what you used to. It's like a couple of years back, we had this horrible winter in Michigan. We had like 33 days below zero. It was miserable. Just the most miserable winter I've ever been through. But when it finally turned around, you know, and it went from like, you know, every day being negative 10 to like it got up to like 30 degrees. It was it was magical. You know, with yeah, the was... wind chill and everything, it was like negative 20, negative 25. So it was a it was like a, a a fifty degree shift going to thirty degrees, and everybody was outside with no coat on. Everybody's running around like it's springtime. It's it's so weird. though. was the difference the difference between what it was and what it turned into was is like the same as you know going from thirty degrees to eighty degrees. It definitely made me terrified every time winter rolls around that we're gonna have another one of those years. You should move out of that inhospitable place. Because I suck balls. <laughs> I got a place so for you. Where? You can, you can, you can move down here. Live with me. With the gigantic fucking spiders everywhere. It's like every other day you send me a picture of a, a spider the size of your fist. We got some big spiders. They're horrifying. Dude, I was cleaning out Ash's grandma's barn. And I've never seen so many spiders in my life. It was the doorway just to get into the barn. Nobody's been in there for a while. It's not really a barn. It's a garage, but it's shaped like a barn. Okay. So there's like an attached garage, and then there's a separate garage, but it's like a like a tiny barn. And uh, just to get in, because nobody's been in there in a long time, so just to get in the door around the whole door jam was just all spider eggs and giant spiders. Ooh. So I had to basically annihilate 800 spiders just to get into the place that was also just all spiders. Well, I, okay, so the picture that I sent you the other day, it's a, it's a garden spider. And they literally, I mean, they get big. They get, like, the body gets about the size of your thumb with the legs and everything. It's like the size of the palm of your hand, easy. You know, it was, yeah, it was, big. it was as wide as your hand. Well, I found that thing left its egg sack right by our doorbell on our front porch. <laughs> it is literally like I'm trying to. It was like half a roll of quarters. Oh, just full of awfulness. That thing's web is like rope too. It's it's if you walk into it, it's like clotheslining yourself. They should burn Kansas down and then just rebuild. <laughs> just start new. Yeah, just burn the whole thing down and spray that spider spray down, and then start new. You know what's weird to think about is, like, that almost sort of happened, not with fire, but, like, in the Dust Bowl era. With dirt? Yeah, with dirt. Like, nothing could have survived that. Except for spiders, because they're scum. Well, you think about, like, it must, I mean, 
you basically had to reestablish an entire ecosystem in those areas after the Dust Bowl. That's kind of weird to think about. I wonder if it's much different now than it was then. Dude, that is, a, that is a, one of the most interesting things that's happened in American history. Yeah, it's crazy. It uh, It's funny because, like, I think I think global warming is a little overhyped, you know? But mm-hmm. I, th- I think most reasonable people think it's real at least to some extent. It, yeah, to an extent it definitely is. But people that, you know just kind of scoff at it and go oh man can't affect the climate and stuff like that like dude the dust bowl man literally caused an apocalypse across like a third of the country yeah they considered paving the whole thing oh my gosh they considered paving the whole place just as like an emergency measure yeah just Just to stop the whole fucking thing from happening or from continuing it would have been great for go-karts I would, we should go back. I wish we would have prepared for this global warming thing so we could go back to like Al Gore facts from like 2005. Because <laughs> they were like the most outlandish. Well, I'm saying like a lot. Uh, they were the most outlandish things you've ever heard. Like Florida, by now, by now, current time, Florida was underwater. Yeah, it's flooded out. Like 20 feet underwater. It was Atlant- Atlantis. Dolphins right are swimming through Dolphin Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, see that's 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 the problem that they did. They they over exaggerated, they overhyped it, you know, to try to make an impact, to get their message out, which I can understand. But they made the claims too short. Like they needed it to be alarming and to be right now. So like they made the claims, you know, ten years from now. And now it's ten years from then or more and that stuff hasn't happened. And like I don't know that we've really made any drastic shifts you know away from the things that were causing global warming or that still are causing global warming. They just they they overhyped it. They oversold it and now people are skeptical. And kind of rightfully so like I don't I I just think they they disseminated a lot of false information. And I mean the problem is I, I know science, so I can make those kind of accusations. <laughs> yeah. It was too politicized, I think. Yeah. So it got to a point where most people had to pick a side. Like they had to you couldn't just be in the middle. Otherwise you were just a dickhead in the middle. So most people you know, because most people had to belong to something. They had to pick were, some side. You were like an enabler. Yeah. So most people and then those sides somehow it turned into really political things. So you had to pick right or left. It's still that way. I mean, it's still, it's it's, still that well, way. Well, it's just like every issue in the country. You I know, know, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, uh, it's funny because I was listening I was listening to uh, We the People Live. Do you ever listen to that? No. It's a, it's a podcast. It's great. The guy's name is Josh Zepps. He's been on Rogan's podcast a few times. And uh, he's an Australian dude that was a journalist, like a, a an anchor for uh, Huffington Post. Just pretty level-headed dude, pretty smart guy. Anyways, he had Tim Harris on there. And it was a funny episode because Joe Rogan and, and Hannibal Burris were on there as well. And Tim Harris and... Hannibal Burris got into like a big blowout over uh, Black Lives Matter and police violence. <laughs> Hannibal Burris was trashed. He was super drunk, so like he was not in the in the the state of mind to be, you know, to have a reasonable having discussion debates. About... <laughs> yeah. He didn't do anything bad or anything. It was just you know, he he was drunk Hannibal Burris, which is funny. Oh, man, nobody should ever record themselves getting drunk. Nobody should ever debate Tim Harris sober or drunk. I mean, that guy is not my favorite, and he's super boring to listen to, but he's not dumb. Anyways, uh, oh no, I lost it. Where were we, <laughs> Where were we at? Talking oh, about... The divide. The divide, like right or left. 
There's yeah. no in between. There's no like discourse in the middle. It's right or left. Um, he was talking about uh, Islam, you know, and how he he's he's pretty vocally critical of of Islam as a religion, and he's by no means like a right wing guy. He's a little bit of a neocon, but like, you know, I wouldn't say a, a died in the wool Republican by any means. But he was saying that basically, like, you know, that is one of those issues where, you know, the right criticizes Islam, and the left automatically is like Islamic apologists, you know? And yeah. you get no yeah. meaningful discourse in between. It's somewhere in between. You know, like <laughs> there's there's a middle ground that makes sense, but neither side is willing to go there. It's all one way or the other. Well, he he was talking about it specifically in the context of Europe, where you've got like this, you've got these leftist people who are basically like, you know, for fear of being Islamophobic and wanting to be inclusive, and you know, I think it comes from a good place. Like, they want to be considerate, caring people, and they want to be conscious of the impact that the West has had on the Middle East. I mean, I don't think any of us are are fooling ourselves about that. But in doing so, like, they've become apologists for, for not necessarily radical Islam, but, like, dogmatic Islam, right? Which is, you know, similar to dogmatic Christianity. Very critical of homosexuals, very... Um, exclusive like you know doesn't want to recognize different family structures or anything like that you know wants women clothed in very you know very specific coverings and things like that like if they're you know they're not necessarily radical in the sense that they're violent by any means but they are dogmatic conservative religious group that you know really their values don't really line up with where Western culture is headed, the same as, you know, like dogmatic Christian churches and stuff, their values don't line up with, you know, Western values either. So he was saying that basically like the, you know, this refusal to, to have any sort of like common sense criticism of, of Islam on the left has kind of made way for like this horrible fascist movement that's that's rising on the right people don't people who don't fit into that that leftist you know um apologist to a fault faction they they feel displaced and and you know they don't feel like they identify with that group and the only other group that's speaking anything that's anywhere near what they think are these like right-wing nationalist fascists who want to kick out all immigrants and ban burkas and all this you know like they they're, they're way too far the other direction so right. like there's not a comfortable there's nobody representing like the middle the middle where the majority of people reside and where people could kind of agree on some things like there's nobody in that camp you're either you know a leftist who just has a rose-colored view of Islam, refuses to recognize any of the negative aspects of it culturally, and then the the fascists on the other side who, who blame all of their country's ills on Islam. And I, I think Islam's probably a, a a bad term to use. It's really it's it's you know third world mentality coming into a a, a Western country. It's more that we've got people from the third world in Syria and Libya and things like that coming into, you know, a country like Germany and bringing with them their presuppositions and their viewpoints and stuff like that on Western culture. Well, yeah. And a lot of these people are afraid there's going to be Sharia law in the United States. Yeah, you bring that a bunch. You bring that home in uh, talk radio pe- personalities and stuff have really like dramatized the the whole thing and because they they want an enemy like that's the reason why they're so you know vehemently opposed to Obama and Hillary Clinton and stuff like that they need an enemy in order to push you know their agenda to gain listenership and all that stuff 
And, uh, I mean, the same thing that the left has done to Donald Trump. Maybe he's a little more deserving of the title. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, all the hype about Sharia law being enacted and all this stuff. I mean, I'm not going to say there's not people here pulling for that sort of thing, but it's such a small contingent. Well, I mean, basically, if that ever did happen, it would only be for people who subscribe to that, um, to that religion, to that ideology, rather. That would be under Sharia law, because there's not, you're not gonna, it's not like some dude in fucking Amarillo, Texas, is gonna be like, oh yeah, well, okay, I'll show up to your court, and you're gonna fucking stone me to death. I'm just going to show up. It's it's just wouldn't fucking happen. No. It's ridiculous. It's people being afraid of nothing. Yeah. It's, and I think you get sold the idea a lot of times that like these singular events or laws are somehow, you know, indicative of like this this overall trend or push towards something bigger. You know, it's like uh it, it's like the stupid things like you know, in New York, when they banned certain size sodas, yeah, you know, they're like, "Oh, this is the rise of the nanny state, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna ban all sorts of different foods, and they're gonna have us all eating out of, you know, greens out of a out of a feed bag, and all this." <laughs> it's not. It's not part of some overall big push towards any one big particular chains. It's just, it's just a dumb law that it that got enacted big- in and of itself. You know. It's a ridiculous law. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. I think we can agree on that. I don't think the government should be making decisions, health decisions for people. I think you can uh, educate people, but as far as legislating that shit, I think that's garbage. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's retarded. But, okay, on the topic of uh, Islam and, and influencing the government and stuff... Uh, we're okay. We're Ian and you have to realize, like Ian and I, m- maybe myself more than Ian, we we have an affinity for uh, conspiracy theories. I used to. I'm out of the game. I'm trying to pull him back in. Yeah, he's trying hard, and I'm resisting because we used to just go back and forth and be like, "Oh, we're all screwed." Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to do. Uh. It's super easy to do because once you st- like, I don't know, there's something about it that's super intriguing. And then once you're in it, you're intrigued. Then you start believing the shit. Then you start pushing it on other people. And then you realize that you're a fucking asshole. You're that guy. You're that guy. <laughs> you're, you're a dickhead and you need to stop. <laughs> So I Dude, realized that a, I was being a, a dickhead. Army, uh, fighting the new world order. Yeah, and essentially that's what it is. Like, like when you follow like those conspiracies, they get really extreme, and and it's like the ones that, uh, like, say, government's trying to take everybody's guns. Well, that wouldn't happen. You're not going to take my guns. Guess what? If the government showed up in my house and they said we're taking all your guns. I'm giving them my fucking guns. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to die. Is, hey, you give us your guns or you're going to jail. Like, I'm not going to jail over a gun. No, no and... I like freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that makes us weak people, but I, I'd I don't be think weak so. And, and in it, my makes house. Me a, it makes me a person who likes to take shits in my own house. <laughs> That's your number one <laughs> not concern. I, not that you don't right want to have to poop somebody. in like a, an open air toilet in front oh, of everybody. I like, I like to leave my house sometimes. I like to do things. I, no, it's <clears throat> like part of you thinks, well, I'll fuck them if we all banded together. But this, it's going to be 10% of the population that bands together. And the other people are going to be like, screw it, take the guns. I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, I can't compete with, a, with an army 10%. that has tanks and missiles and fighter jets and warships you're not going to do anything you're just going to you're going to give up your shit yeah even if you have like a quote unquote assault rifle like i have an ak47 it's literally stamped out from like pot metal just yeah. just melted down tin cans 
and like it's it 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 does its thing you know for a little bit but it's it's no match for anything that a government it's just ridiculous the whole thing's ridiculous it's a bunch of old men that like to act tough dude it is it is all and those are the those people would a lot of those guys probably would stand up to the government probably would stand up to the military if they decided they wanted to do that most people so just long as they don't have to run after them just all so i ask <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all i ask is that the government gives me a little bit of money for it if they're gonna take it just give me a little my money back that i bought that well, I'll I tell spent you on what, it. okay if if i sense that that change is coming anything that might be you know confiscated or anything like that during that whole thing it's gone i'm selling it mm-hmm. because it'll instantly be worth like five times what it's worth now Oh, absolutely! Like, I bought I bought my AK um, before the whole like Obama gun scare, ammunition shortage, all that crap. Right? I bought it for four hundred bucks from Dunham's, just a <laughs> crappy off like the big lots of sporting goods stores, but they sell AK forty sevens. Anyways, um, I bought it for four hundred bucks. I literally could have sold that gun during that Obama gun scare thing. For probably anywhere between a, a grand and twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, it was happening, especially with ammo. Like if you had ammo to go along with it, you could sell. Yeah. Legally. And it's too. And, nothing, and, nothing shady going on. You can do it all legally. And let's face it, nobody's taking anybody's guns. No, it's ridiculous. It's just not going to happen. And for that reason, that they're. It's hard to take 350 million guns away from people. Yeah, there's one gun per person in the United States. You're not getting them all. There's one gun that's accounted for. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot more than what are accounted for. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know if they fluff up the numbers to to make up for that, but I assume there's the double of what they say. I would buy another AK-47 if it was like a commemorative Fast and Furious edition. <laughs> Straight from Mexico, blood still crusted on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got fucking Eric Holder's fingerprints on it. <laughs> yeah, it's got his dirty pube mustache hairs on it. <laughs> Stuck in the action. Don't clean it. it loses its value if those pubes leave. <laughs> the action uh, was teabagged personally by Eric Holder. So now that we got that conspiracy out of the way. Oh yeah, I really wandered off topic. Uh, I think wanna, I did that. Do you want to hear uh, the one that I was that I was headed for? Yes. And uh, okay, we started this off conspiracy talk. This is not actually conspiracy. It, it, at least the facts of the story aren't a conspiracy. This is legit. What it means, I mean, there's going to be tons of conspiracy theories about it. Okay, but uh, it has to do. With our main man, Anthony Weiner's leading lady, Huma Abedin. Um, as you know, we ripped on Anthony Weiner quite a bit a couple episodes ago, which was a lot of fun. Because um, it's just so easy. Anyways, his wife, Huma Abedin, um, nice lady. She's uh, Hillary. She's been an intern for Hillary Clinton. She started with her in like the early '90s or mid '90s, and she's slowly like worked her way up to like now she's Hillary's top aide, and by all accounts, probably gonna be her chief of staff if she gets elected. Like, we're not that's gonna where use. She's we're not gonna use the term intern. We're gonna use a more accurate term: slave. <laughs> slave. <laughs> that's what an intern is. Let's just is say a slave. she was Hillary's Monica. <laughs> there's plenty of conspiracy theories about oh that. my god she was just, oh she that was is just... not a conspiracy i feel like listening to <laughs> i don't want to have nightmares she was her face was like a beanbag chair for hillary all through the 90s <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you for that oh okay rough Anyways, um, the problem is is that uh, some facts have come out about Huma, who is uh, she's a practicing Muslim, 
And I don't know how deep her commitment is to Islam. I don't know what role it plays in her life. I don't want to make assumptions about who she is as a person or even like how committed she was to this to the to the subject of this article. But um, the problem arises in that her mother is the editor in chief of the Journal of Muslim Minority Affairs. Okay, and all throughout the nineties, up until I think into the two thousands, Huma was listed as the assistant editor, which is no big deal until you start reading some of the positions of this of this journal. Um, this is pretty extreme. Uh, for one, they are. Uh, <laughs> they are. are definitely do not fall in line with like western values and the western view of like a modern woman deliberated woman however you want to say it um basically they've done a lot of things that have directly that have run contrary to what you know hillary clinton's message since that time has been you know while she was out speaking on women's rights at this you know women's rights summits and all the different things you know, this journal was like actively opposing the things that she said and saying things that basically like, uh, you know, dressing immodesty um, translates into unwanted results of sexual promiscuity and irresponsibility and indirectly promote violence against women. That's if you wear Western clothes. In other words, basically, you know, Western women dressing the way they do are are basically asking to be raped and assaulted pretty rough they also they deny any type of of recognition of you know like uh single mothers working mothers or uh gay or lesbian couples as a family they they you know talk about how like no muslim can can support the idea of these these you know groups being recognized as family Probably the worst thing, I mean, they also, like, said that uh, the USA was responsible for the 9-11 attacks, that they invited them, or that they were, they basically earned them, them you know, by, by, you know, the results of our foreign policy, which, eh, I don't know, that could go back and forth. The worst thing was, though, is that um, they... They, at least to some extent, support the practice of female genital mutilation, which is a, uh, I mean, that's, that's rough. That's really rough. And if you don't know what uh, FGM is, it's, it's basically like, it's, it's female circumcision. And it's where... Um, it's worse than that, isn't it? Well, that's what they call, that's, that's... That's the nicest term for what it is. Right. Um, and it's basically like they 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 take young girls and they, they literally cut their clitoris off um, so that they can't experience, like, sexual pleasure. They see it as being a, a, a shameful practice for women. And uh, this is something that's rampant in third world countries, especially like Africa and some parts of the Middle East, like this is common practice and it's, it's horrible. And like, you know, people have differing opinions on circumcision as a practice for men, but it's, it's in no way, shape or form the same as, as quote unquote female circumcision. So she was junior editor or something. She was assistant editor. All right. So what's the conspiracy, that she's an extremist? Well, basically, she just had her name on this horrible, you know, repulsive paper that's been putting out just terrible, terrible messages about women for a long, long time. Basically supporting, like, a Sharia law view of womanhood, and uh, it's it's just bad. It's This is like finding out that one of, that, that Donald Trump's top aide used to be an you know assistant editor of a white supremacist uh, pamphlet is it yeah perhaps well yeah I guess I guess you could make that 
I don't know. Maybe, like, playing devil's advocate, maybe she's just trying to make some money. Because she obviously doesn't subscribe to these things. Because she no, doesn't wear, no. she dresses however she wants. Her husband's jacking off everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do not think that she in any way, shape, or form subscribes to these ideas. But it does kind of raise the question, like, why did you put your name on this thing? Like, I get right. that it's your mom that's putting it out, but come on. It's like a guilt by association type thing. Yeah. Well, I guess plus I mean, if supports... you're, I mean, if you're in, you're you're working to make it a bigger thing. I guess if you're working for them, yeah. I don't know. That's it's a... just it. It just took like every horrible stance on uh, on you know women's issues and you know political issues and you know even like the 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 dark side of of Islam. You know it it. It advocated all of those things. Now here's here's my argument against people saying there's going to be Sharia law in the United States. It's that magazine. Because I've never fucking heard of that magazine. Yeah. I've never read it. never heard of it. It's super extreme, I guess. But I've never heard of it. And all these people that are afraid of like people taking over. Well, there you go. Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever read the publication or heard of it? No. Did it take some... <laughs> reporter digging deep to find it most likely oh yeah yeah it's probably just something that circulates within a small community and it's it's probably nothing it's i don't know it's It's something because it's promoting violence or whatever and it's promoting uh i have a problem with words today but it's a it's a it's an ugly paper that she probably didn't have a lot to do with the overall message or themes in the paper but even still, like, it's not something that's acceptable for someone who's going to be in a leadership position in the United States. Like, right. it's so contrary to American ideals. You know, not not even just American ideals. Western ideals as a, as a whole. Like, this is, you know, the, the things that are mentioned here, and obviously this is, this is talking about, you know, the span of, like, you know, 15 years of this magazine being published – there is obviously a lot of other stuff in it. You know, this was these are, you know, pull quotes from 15 years of magazine publishing. Right. So there's more to it than just like, oh, we support domestic violence against women and we should, you know, you should turn an, a blind eye to anything that happens to a woman and, you know, if somebody gets raped, well, you know, well, you know, did they deserve it? Did they earn it? Like there's a lot more to it than that, but even still, like <laughs> you know, should he, does this disqualify you from in, having any type of leadership position? Well, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Hillary Clinton was against gay marriage. Yeah, but Hillary Clinton was never, you know, never excused the idea of, you know, female circumcision. No. No, but it's, it's fucking, it's politics. Like sure. they'll they'll drudge up anything. It's something. It's something super bad. I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton at all. I think she is one of the most dishonest politicians on the roster in all of Congress. And now there's two of her. Yeah. Now there's yeah. Now there's two of her. <laughs> Uh, oh, Jesus, hang on a second. Removal from the bench after he asked the 19-year-old rape victim, why couldn't you just keep your knees together? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? There you go. I was going to say that, but I just let the, the news say it. Holy Some smokes. Canadian federal judge asked a rape victim that. Why couldn't you just keep your knees together? That's not a good way to keep your job. Definitely not. And he's most likely <laughs> going to lose it. Um, so, continuing the trend of really exciting Hillary Clinton news. And it sounds like we're bashing Hillary Clinton here, which we are. We're bashing Hillary Clinton. Definitely. We've done enough Trump bashing. Now it's time to... It's, 
yeah. it's time to uh, to switch it up. It's not because we're we're trying to make her look worse against Trump. Trump makes himself look bad enough. <laughs> you know, we've we've bashed Trump quite a bit. We're we're evening things out a little bit here. But, so does uh, Hillary. She just gets away with more. Yeah, she just gets she's a got pass. a pretty big witch hunt against her right now, though. Yeah, but uh, not on okay, but not on both sides. Trump gets bashed from the left and the right, left, right, and center. Not Drudge Report. Uh, oh my God, I wouldn't even know. Uh, speaking <laughs> oh, of conspiracies, if you want anybody, folks, if you want some conspiracy theories, if you want some super misleading headlines, go to the Drudge Report. They're bad. If you want actual news, don't go there. I gotta stop going to it. Dude, you know what's funny is this entire election cycle, and I look at Drudge Report a lot just because it's habit. I don't even like it anymore. It's just habit to go there. I've been doing it for so long. They've not mentioned Gary Johnson once. Of course not. You see his big gaffe? Oh, the Aleppo thing? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> that wasn't good. looked like he was <laughs> terrified. Yeah, he uh he lost his train of thought there for a second. Now I don't think he ever knew. I don't think it was a train of thought thing, but yeah. Oh yeah, after they asked him and he realized what he did, he was you could tell he was thinking, "Oh fuck. What do I do? What do I do?" <laughs> I usually just spout off. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, it was not his you know, best moment. And you know what? I don't think it's a big deal like any politician not knowing what that is, I guess, is a big deal. But when they said it, I was like, hmm, I've seen that word, Aleppo, but what the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. I had no idea. I, I, didn't, I didn't know offhand what Aleppo was. And uh, to be fair, we're, we're idiots. Right, but just because you're running <laughs> for president doesn't mean you measure. have to know every single thing that's going on about every subject. Yeah, like, that's... Hey, Especially when you don't have a teleprompter in front of you. No, and he's been doing so much media. Like, you know, that's the if you, if you compared how much, how many appearances and stuff like that he's been doing in the past couple of months, as opposed to like Hillary or Donald, it's it's unreal. I mean, he's just he's just been pounding the pavement, getting on all of these shows, and so far the only like sizable gaffe he's had is this Aleppo thing. <laughs> I honestly I like I like Gary, so I'm I'm gonna forgive him either way. Uh but it was not a good moment for him. Dude, I'll forgive any of them for moments like that. You can't possibly do that much press and not fuck up. Like you can't be asked all these questions and expect to know the answer offhand for everything. And if you if people expect that out of you, they're being ridiculous. Yeah. Just because you're running for president doesn't mean you have to know every single thing that's going on in the world. You should know about what's going on in the United States of America, who you're going to be the president for. But you shouldn't have to know everything else. Like if Hillary Clinton was asked a question, what is Aleppo? And she was like, I have no idea. It's not like I'd sit here and bash her or Trump or Bernie Sanders or Jill Stein, Stein. Which one is it? Stein, Stein. Is she Steen. German or Jewish? I think it's Stein. It's not Steen, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Jill Steen. It's all one word too. The old Jill Steen. I guess it's I before whatever. But I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna just I don't know. I think they're all full of shit. I think Gary Johnson to an extent is most likely full of shit. I think he's a really good guy. And I think everything he says is pretty honest. There's there's a degree of like uh, sliminess that you have to have to get anywhere in politics. I'm sure yeah. Gary possesses it. And but, and I don't agree with everything he says. I agree with the probably let's go with half because I'm sure there's a lot of things I don't agree with him on. And I consider myself libertarian leaning, but you can't be a hundred percent libertarian. Nah, if you're otherwise you're percent in the tank for any ideology, like you're probably making making leaps and bounds, you know, connecting connecting theories and stuff right. like that. You know, I mean, like, you're given some ground to, to fall completely into that camp. And to be fully libertarian, you basically have to be an anarchist. 
Yeah. I don't believe like if you were if you were 100 percent libertarian, you would open up uh, the the national parks for people to frack them. You know, I don't. You would let private companies yeah, come in, and do like, whatever they want, and I don't agree with any of that shit. I think we need to protect that stuff. Yeah, and I, I don't you. agree with uh, the libertarian stance on environmentalism and the idea that we're gonna, you know, open markets are somehow gonna protect the environment. I think that's that's a nice idea that would definitely not work in the real world. It's definitely false. It would never work. Yeah. It would be like it is today where one company takes over and they just own it and they do whatever they want with it and there is no competition because especially nowadays when you have like <clears throat> you're not going to have like it's not like you and I are going to be like oh fuck yeah let's go frack let's go to let's go to let's Yosemite go and, st let's start fracking dude let's go make millions of dollars billions of dollars let's just start this little mom and pop frack shop and just start with you know between us, I don't know, we probably have a couple thousand dollars or something. We're just going to go do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a huge conglomerate that just takes it over and nobody's going to be able to compete. And speaking of freaking fracking, uh, we had a huge earthquake in my neck of the woods the other day. 5.7 on the Richter scale. It originated in northern Oklahoma. And dude, like, I... I I was sleeping. I was in a dead sleep. It, it hit at like 7 in the morning. And I woke up to the sound of just somebody violently trying to beat down the door of my bedroom. Like, I That's literally crazy. just woke up in a state of panic. Like, had to, you don't expect it. Like, you don't wake up and you're like, <laughs> first first thought is, somebody's banging on the door. It must be an earthquake. Like, uh, it took Kansas. several seconds to process what was going on. In the meantime, I was just hiding under April. <laughs> like you think oh you'll instinctively reach for for your pistol or something like that which i have one beside the bed no i just kind of like turned over it was like oh <laughs> no no oh, mama grizzly God. instinct as old sarah palin would say <laughs> any what instinct mama grizzly maybe she oh, had a whole Thing about that, I do. What oh, happened to her? Oh, I don't know. Hopefully, death. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not nice to say. Hopefully, I don't know. Throat cancer, like anything that keeps her from talking. Fear oh, of cameras. Okay. Hopefully, fear of cameras. Yeah, I think we go. That's a little more polite. <laughs> that's more polite. Yeah. Oh, dude, we we are so we're just dancing around topics. We didn't even get to the main event tonight, which is. The conspiracy theory about Hillary Clinton and her body double. And her double. She's got a stunt double. And dude, dude, this is some compelling stuff. What would you what would you do if you found out her double was the one just doing all the speaking and shit? Well, how long can it last? It, it, even She's... if this was true. That's the whole thing with this is like, you know... They're saying that she had this health episode at the 9/11 memorial, right? She she kind of fainted her way into a into a shuttle bus, lost her shoe. They scooped her up and put her in the bus. And you know her health has been in question lately, anyways. And there's some people going, ah, it's because she's a woman and she was a man. She wouldn't have all these concerns, and you know people wouldn't be asking these questions. She's obviously sickly. She's a sickly old woman. Donald Trump is probably a sickly old man. And and you know sickly old bat. If uh if we're if supposedly she has been diagnosed with pneumonia, her doctor came out and said that she was diagnosed with pneumonia, she was supposed to be resting, but you know, she went to the nine eleven memorial. If that's true, good for her, you know, she she toughed it out and went to the war memorial. Yeah, sixty eight. Sixty eight. Pneumonia sixty eight is not a joke. No, no. What's that like? What do you? What are your odds? Forty to one. <laughs> yeah, billionaires die of pneumonia. Yeah, that's how serious it is. It's not good. And uh, I don't think it was actually pneumonia. I think that. Oh, what uh, is it, dude? I think that we actually caught on camera the moment when 
uh, the reptilian overlord left its host, <laughs> the host body. The reptilian parasite left its host. I think she did a dab. And I think that's when it kicked in and she was like, keep me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I wish I that was true. She'd earned it, cool points. So the so the the stunt double thing came from a came from when she left her daughter's house because her daughter lives in there there apparently, and she went to her daughter's house. And they didn't let the media follow her and stuff, according to the article that I've read on from the trenches World Report, very uh, reliable news source I'm sure. Sounds like something backed by Alex Jones. This is probably their first article. Uh, so the stunt double came about. From that, and she had what Snapchatted or something, or or posted something online that she was in that area. Yeah, but, she she literally like, if if the if from the trenches world report dot com is to just be trusted, plugging the shit out of that. <laughs> I would, you know, help I hope them they're out. gonna give us some money. They provided they pro, you know provided me with some compelling fiction this week, so good for I'd them. Have money. I'll plug them. Um. Yeah, her name is Teresa Barnwell. She's a Hillary Clinton impersonator. Literally a Hillary Clinton impersonator. Makes money impersonating Hillary Clinton. She looks um, just like her. She tweeted a photo of herself saying, or maybe I was in New York City today. You never know. And the photo is like a, a quarter of her face selfieing a building behind her, which looks to be Chelsea Clinton's apartment building. Here's the thing, though. She's really big, I guess, on social media. So this could be just something to get more uh, traffic her way. I don't think that Hillary Clinton had a stunt double. Okay, so wait, we didn't even we didn't clarify what the conspiracy is. The conspiracy is that Hillary Clinton did not leave that apartment that when she, she said died. She did. Oh, that's the conspiracy that she died? Well, that's one of them, is that she died right. because there's a news source, uh, a daily news show, that the, the anchor goes, he's, he's like leading into a commercial break, and he goes, um, more on Hillary Clinton's death to follow. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? No. Oh, my God. And it's that, like, would be, see, that would just be sad. Uh, he didn't sound sad. Okay, we're going to go with the most... With the uh, not the non-extremist conspiracy, and that she was sicker than she alluded to, and she stayed at her daughter's house. Meanwhile, the stunt double came out to make an appearance. Uh, to so people think that she's not quite as sick as she is. I don't. I don't think. So if she is sick, she's sick. What the fuck is she trying to hide? Well, and what good if would a sick, body double sick. do? Well, I mean, and what, okay. what good does it do to hide the fact that you're sick? Just say, "Hey, I got, I got pneumonia. I'm super sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't feel like doing appearances right now because I have fucking pneumonia. Have you ever had pneumonia? I know I haven't, but people die from it, and I know it probably sucks. And I know if I get a cold, I'm not going to leave the house. I'm playing Xbox. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Just, I'll probably, I'll probably work. Just cause... tweet out, "Hey, I'm sick." Can't be at the war memorial, but I'm going to have Huma FaceTime me in on her way to the mosque to get. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish the sentence. Good. Good enough. <laughs> so the conspiracy. So this person's saying that she has passed away. And that's obviously not true because that would be massive news. Well, and what would it what good would it do well, to hide it? That's exactly what I was thinking is like, what difference would it make if. OK, if she was. If she had passed away, what good would the body double do? Like, how long are you going to pull it out? Because the lady, she looks kind of like Hillary Clinton, but she doesn't look just like Hillary Clinton. Uh, She's pretty close. Yeah, Close she, enough to her if I saw her on the street, I'd be like, holy fuck, there's Hillary Clinton. She looks like Hillary Clinton in the same way that you look like Mowgli from Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> it's closer. <laughs> <laughs> it's closer than that. It's pretty close. And from a distance? I mean, obviously up close. 
it's you're gonna notice a difference. But I she don't look, I don't spend a lot of my time looking at Hillary Clinton's she face. She looks like Hillary Clinton impregnated the progressive lady. <laughs> and their baby aged. Their baby came out Bay? seventy Bay? years old. <laughs> oh it's that uh is... it's flow it's flow well so that's a ridiculous conspiracy and even if it is like like quote-unquote conspiracy who gives a shit she's sick she's sick she'll get better she'll come back she's gonna pound donald trump right his anus she's maybe gonna win not. the election maybe the old lizard croaks <laughs> maybe and then what happens then? Okay, so I think she had to shed her skin. What? <laughs> I think she had to go find a, a, a pointy rock to rub against so she could get it off. So the so the stunt double is her because she looks a little bit younger. Yeah, dude, she shed the skin. She's looking she tight again. Yeah, skin's nice and firm. Nice and hot. She, I don't want to use the word tight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happens if? Uh, if if that if that is the case if that if that happened who is the nominee? Does it go uh, back to Bernie or does it go to uh, the Democratic National the, Convention? Will uh, Tim Kaine? Democratic National Committee or whatever picks it's it's all up for grabs at that point. Like they're oh, gonna pick not a nominee. Her. Who would be the nominee if it wasn't Bernie or her? Who well, else Bernie ran? Bernie left the Democratic Party, so he's out. It'd be oh, did he really? Yeah, he left like soon after uh, huh. after yeah, he got just, boned out of the election. Right, and then he went and bought a $600,000 vacation home. Yep. His third home. So take that, Bernie supporters. Hey, he fought he hard for, for equality. He deserves a little pat on the back. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, It just seems ironic, that's all, if I'm using that word in the right context. Yeah. No, I, don't I, get where you, I get where them. people I'm are a, coming from. I'm a supporter. I'm a Bernie supporter in a lot of ways. Uh, if if it were if it were if I had it my way, it would be uh, Bernie versus I don't know. I was going to say Trump just because he's a nominee, but definitely not Trump. Be someone else. You don't have to hide the fact that you like Trump. If you want to just come out of the closet now. I can't do it. I would be sport. I'm not going to. I want to lose. You, I don't want to lose one of the eight listeners that we have. <laughs> uh, uh, how could anybody really be a Trump supporter? How is that? How is that even possible? Dude, it's it's the exact same thing that we were talking about earlier. Dude, like this this totally leftist view that Hillary Clinton brings to the table, it's pushed them into two camps, and it's made a way for this idiot. Dude, uh, we haven't even talked about the fact that Hillary Clinton called basically 25% of the population deplorable. Oh, uh, I didn't hear that. So she said um, half of Trump's supporters are a basket of deplorables. Which, they're about 50-50 in the race. So that would mean 25% of the population is deplorable. Do you hear that, folks? All of your grandparents are deplorable. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's bold. That's bold, but it's not very pointed. No, and I'm not angry, and she's right. Uh, probably half of his supporters are deplorables. It's, you know, people think differently about things. You know, at the end of the day, like, people have different ideas about what's important, right? And, you know, like, I know a lot of people that I don't think would normally be Trump supporters. And I think at this point, okay, first off, I think just because somebody was a Trump supporter in January doesn't mean that if given a choice, they would pick Trump again, right? Trump is the bed that they made for themselves, and I think if if most I think there is a certain percentage of his support that would it would just vanish if all of a sudden they said, "Hey, uh, also pick between Trump and you know whoever John Kasich, right? Like there would still be those hardliners that would vote for him, but like I think there's a sizable amount of his his support that would that would just like be like, oh, thank God this is over." Okay, let's let's go let's go with a more reasonable option. But people feel and they're herded this way by the media 
that there is two options. You either got Hillary Clinton, the the leftist Marxist who's going to destroy the American way of life, or you've got Donald Trump who hey, you know what? He isn't uh, uh you know, he's a sort of an unseemly guy, but you know, if nothing else, he's going to run this country like a business and he's going to he's going to do what he does does best and he's going to get good deals for the American people. And I don't really like some of the things that he said and I don't agree with all of his stances, but I do think he's I would definitely vote for him over Hillary Clinton. You know, I mean, you hear that stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm not voting for either of them. No. I I'm mean, not my vote. I literally like I said I like I like Gary Johnson. I think we've all made that fact pretty well known that, you know, that's kind of our pick as a group. But if Gary Johnson suddenly vanished from the election or died or there was no libertarian ticket all of a sudden, I would literally be penciling in Steve Brule. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no way my vote is going to either one of those retarded old lizards. <laughs> Heartless, soulless bag of skin. Both of them, they both suck in who, different ways. Who's voting for Gary Johnson? Like, from who's he pulling votes from? He's pulling votes from somebody. He's not going to win the he's election. Pulling obviously. votes he's... from both. You know, there's a lot of people who are totally discontented with with Hillary Clinton. They were Bernie supporters, or or they aired on the side of Bernie. You know, during the the primaries, and not only did they not like Hillary during the primaries, but then once they found out about the you know the DNC email hack, that that you know basically the Democratic Party rigged the election for Hillary, which was huge news. It was huge news that got almost no coverage from the mainstream media. All nearly zero coverage. There's a lot of those people that are either refusing to vote for her and still voting for Bernie just out of spite, or they're voting for Gary Johnson. There's a lot of conservatives that are just looking at Trump and going, I absolutely am not voting for this buffoon. I don't like him. <laughs> buffoon. I don't like they would represents. use the term buffoon. Buffoon. <laughs> I like that. I don't know how to spell it, so that's I never type it. And it doesn't come up on Spotify. money right there. Like you, if you use the term buffoon, you own a yacht. Add that to you our You tie list a sweater of, uh, around your neck. <laughs> Remember we made a list of terms like that a while back? No, I don't. Oh, foyer, I know, was on there. Uh, yeah, definitely scuttle, foyer. Scuttle the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I remember. <laughs> yeah, buffoon is added to the list. <laughs> and I wish Apple would add it to spell check because I want to type it once in a while, but I can't know. I don't know how to spell it. I'm saying B A F O O N. It's like baboon, but with an F. Buffoon. You think one F? Yeah, I'm going one F. Nah, I think you're ridiculous. Isn't it just a made-up word anyway? We're both sitting in front of laptops. We could totally check this. No, I like to speculate shit. <laughs> Especially spelling. Especially on a resume. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, oh, you know, I, okay, here's the thing this? about Gary Johnson, okay, because everybody is saying, like, and you know what, the left is chiming in, too, on people who are voting for Jill Stein or still voting for Bernie. I read a ridiculous article. I think I texted it to you yesterday that was like, if you're not voting for Hillary Clinton, F you. It was a HuffPost article. And, oh, that was today, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well... Dude, that that crap is running on both sides. They're both going, you know, if you vote for anybody but Hillary Clinton, you this is a vote for Donald Trump. If you vote for anybody but Donald Trump, it's a vote for Hillary Clinton. That yeah, garbage. That's what they do. But, you know, here's the thing. Okay? If if our off, you know, sidestream candidates like Jill Stein and Gary Johnson get like 5% of the vote this election, 5% of the general election vote, okay? Next time around, they get federal funding for their campaigns. Their parties do. So the Green Party and the Libertarian Party would be, you know, fully recognized, federally funded political parties at that point that could actually run against people like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So, like, your vote is not wasted if you're voting for Jill Stein or, or Gary Johnson. And, in fact, if, if you feel like the two-party system is a sham, which I think a lot of us do, a lot of us are very frustrated with it, the only way to ensure that this doesn't happen again next election 
is the vote for the candidate that you actually identify with. They need 5% of the vote in order to secure that funding and to be a contender in the next election. If, if we don't do that, the next election is going to be exactly the same. Yep. So. That's why I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> I just hope at some point his toupee falls off and we can see the the, the snake skin on the back of his scalp. <laughs> oh my god. So on that note, should we wrap this thing up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Dude, we just freaking bloviated for over an hour. Yeah. Just ranted. And about politics. Shit that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, if Davis was here, he would have never allowed this. Nope. Uh, no, or he would have checked out. Speaking of which, um, Davis, uh, just a reminder, change those bandages, keep those holes nice <laughs> and clean, or your skin flute is, it's gonna, it's gonna flute flat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, uh, and Neil Sporing will help with the scarring. There's no tune in that thing, there's only uh, controlling the scar tissue. Try not to pop any boners. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it to be tear. Very painful. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody just wants a, a slit. <laughs> the full of it. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, like this on whatever social media platform you run into. On it, like it, share it, tell your friends. And uh, if you could, rate us on iTunes. Uh, give us give us five stars, and hopefully more people will start listening to this garbage. Because you know what, we 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 have an important message to to disseminate. So, <laughs> anyways, have a great week, folks. We'll talk to you later.